All right, back in after the football field weekend here in southeast Queensland for another NPL Queensland Thunder shot Scott and with you once again. And Adam, it's uh, it's been another fantastic weekend. Yeah, it's uh, we got out to a few grounds uh, this weekend. Yeah, and like I said, playing football and uh, mostly uh, good weather. A bit of rain last night, but uh, but yeah, all, all the uh, football action has been uh, thick and fast. Yes, we were certainly dry where we were yesterday. Not too sure about some of the fields around the grounds. We'll talk about that in a moment. We'll. We'll jump straight into MPL Queensland. We'll go to the game which we did we'll go attend on Sunday night here. And it was the Brisbane Royal Academy 6, Kapalabar 1. And this was another really, really impressive showing from the from a young Raw side, which just, they continue to grow, don't they? And you, you saw it once again. They were missing Alex Parsons tonight. But as great a player as he is, they didn't miss him. Yeah, no, the uh, bounce back factor certainly on after... What what um, coach Chris Grossman sort of described as a disappointing loss to uh, Gold Coast Knights uh, last Sunday, and they came back with a vengeance. And uh, yeah, as you said at the top of the show, it was the, the uh, Cyrus Demi show. I did say just, just before we hit record on this, it yes, was the right. Cyrus Demi show. He scored himself a hat trick there tonight. It was a uh, he was, uh, it was unbelievable, wasn't he? I mean, the second goal in particular was one which I'm sure will pop up on the goal of the week, but just an unbelievable performance. It was. Um, yeah, they, they came out from minute one and they just attacked. Um, look, Kapalabar tried as they might. They they tried sort of different things. They tried to sort of, you know, really sort of, you know, bash and barge their way, you know, sort of to try and stop the uh, the, the raw attack. But just, just their transition from defence to attack was just so impressive. And, um, yeah, this is a really, really, um, you know, statement-bound performance, this one. So it was three goals to Cyrus Demi, Eli Adams, Brendan McMurray, and Josh Mould also won the score sheet. Perez Rodriguez with a really nice free kick, actually, in the, in the last minute of the game to get Kapalabar on the board. But the ball movement from the Raw was just sublime. It was. And, um, yeah, like I said, it's just probably probably their best performance um, come, coming out of it. Um, obviously, obviously, we were really there live tonight to see it. I'm not sure. Like I said, we didn't see, you know, when they last more team six nil and Bristol strikers a couple of weeks ago, but yeah, this is, but certainly um, the difference in play uh, between last Sunday and this Sunday, as far as their ball movement and, you know, and sort of just hitting their passes, it was just you know, night and day almost, but that's, but also it comes down to as well. They, they were against a very, very formidable defensive format uh, team in Gold Coast nights last week. And, you know, with all due respect to Kapalabar tonight, they, they tried, but they certainly weren't the level uh, defensively uh, that uh, that uh, Gold Coast were last week. It's an excellent segue there, Adam, because we did we do know that Chris Crossman was looking for a rebound after the result against Gold Coast last weekend. So let's hear what he had to say tonight after the, the Royals' resounding 6-1 win over the over Kapalabar SC down there at Max Haynes Field. We're talking about the coach of all youth, Chris Crossman. Chris, a really good bounce back performance. Are you looking for it after the result last week? But that's a really, really impressive performance. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, I think it took us a while to get going. I think, uh, like training on Friday, we were a little bit, um, we were a bit clunky um, training on Friday, and and tonight I think we were a little bit slow to see things. But I know second half we. Uh, yeah, we really found that second gear. I think the early goal in the second half uh, uh, helped us massively. Um, but, you know, that's the potential that we have in the front third. I think uh, some comments during the week um, fired the boys up and, uh, you know, that was the motivation they needed. Um, but they still have to prove that. They're, they're young, they need to be consistent. Um, and there's a lot of chances we left out on the pitch tonight, which we'll continue to work to get. The physicality at those levels, that's something that's actually quite good for your side in the way of getting them used to that physicality for senior football. 
Yeah, it is. It is. It's um, it's it's good to have the physicality. I mean, it's different sides are going to come up with different plans of how to play us um, and we need to learn to deal with them. I think uh, you know, we put a lot of faith in uh, in the referees to do a good job. I think tonight there's probably one or two which uh, will last to get looked at but um, but for the most of it, it's good. It, it strengthens them. It uh, strengthens their resolve and if they want to play at the next level, they're going to get tackles like that that they need to, they need to ride, they need to protect themselves and uh, we're not asking for any special protection but um, it's it's a good learning um, it's a good learning lesson for our boys. Speaking of learning lessons and development, a sensational hat trick tonight from Cyrus Demi. It must be amazing to have him in your squad. Yeah, it is. It is. I think uh, Cyrus has got so many attributes. I think uh, as a defender, is one that I'm I'm glad I'm retired because <laughs> I'd hate to uh, I'd hate to play against him. He, he's quick. He hurts you in behind. He's strong. He hurts you coming to feet. He links up and. Uh, yeah, he provides relentless pressure, so that's what what uh, what we rely on. And tonight, I thought he was good. I think uh, even Eli tonight. I think uh, I'm quite hard on Eli, um, and I think tonight we're sort of seeing a little bit of a, a positive reaction from him. So I'm pleased with it overall tonight. Absolutely, he was very good as well. There are also some young guys coming in from the 23. So how do you think some of the younger guys, the next generation, coming through went? Yeah, good, good. They. Uh they deserve an opportunity. They're not here on merit. Um, you know, when we receive confirmation of our squad for the weekend uh, we have to adjust a little bit it's fantastic as i said before have owen here because uh you know he's quite flexible we've got so much faith in the young players coming in kane gibbs lachlan johnson bavin tonight trent millard who hasn't had many minutes so far um it really allows us to go in with confidence to say okay well whatever happens in the first team happens and um i think on the flip side of that you're getting alex with opportunities now and hopefully cyrus isn't far behind and uh you know things are things are really good in our academy space so um, the fruit is there to be picked, um, which is good. Um, so we just need to keep uh, helping it develop. It certainly has been in the last couple of weeks. Last question, you've got the week off next week because there's cup fixtures all the rest. Is that coming a good time for your squad? Um, well, going off last week we had off. I don't think it is, but um, <laughs> we'll make sure we get the boys doing something. I think, uh, you know, we've got some catch-up games as well, which some need minutes. Um, we'll probably have uh, internal on, on the weekend just to, uh, to keep things going. Mackay's not going to be an easy game. Um, coming into them away from home, um, having uh, having not much support, which we, was fantastic to have uh, Rich and the guys here tonight. It was it was great to have them. We're starting to get that little bit of support now, which is fantastic. Um, the boys appreciate it, and going to Macquarie's can be difficult to, to bring back three points, as a lot of teams have found. It's a tough place going to that, but great session on the win tonight, and good luck in a couple of weeks. Beautiful, thank you. So it was a very upbeat Chris Crossman, as we would expect there after a really good result. Adam, and we've talked about the front third of the Raw quite a lot on tonight's show and also in recent weeks, but that back four is looking really, really sturdy. As well, no Jackson Simpson was back in today, but that defensive unit's looking quite strong. It is, and um, yeah, again, like, so there's sort of a couple of changes. You know, you, you know Jordan Courtney Perkins obviously didn't play tonight. Um, but uh, but yeah, like I said you bring, you bring in um, Jack, Jackson Simpson, Simpson, who's who's a um, underage Kiwi international who did a great job. Reese Reese Gray just continues to you know, do build his time back. And even I thought um, Jackson Hart Phillips as well um, was very serviceable. And um, Hassan Ramazani, he's just the heart of that defence. And look, they they, they pretty much you know, for eight nine minutes. Yeah, you know, it was a it was a clean sheet, and you know, even with you know, the the attacking sort of you know thrust that Kapala do have, especially with Kato Aichi, you know, leading the line, they just didn't they just didn't look like giving up a goal until the uh, 89th minute, which was an excellent uh, free kick from um, Fernando uh, Rodriguez. So 
yeah, look, uh, I think, yeah, the, the attack does get a lot of the glory, but I think it would be remiss of us not to um, to sort of pay tribute to the defence. Absolutely, and this is obviously the second week in a row we've had a chance to see the Young Raw Academy in action. Before the season, I know we both thought they could push for the top four. I don't know about you, but for me, on these two showings, they actually look like they will probably will end up finishing in the top four if they can continue to perform like this. I guess the real only question is, will will Chris be able to keep that team together or will, uh, will players be promoted to the A-League on successful form? We've seen Alex has been promoted to the A-League for the last couple of weeks. I wouldn't be surprised if Cyrus Demi gets an opportunity again in a not-too-distant future. So maybe that might be the only thing that potentially derails them because at the moment, it's a really, really solid side, but they've got depth beyond those guys up front as well. Yeah, look, I think it's a case of, and I, we, we discussed this at the ground tonight, um, that I think atta- attacking-wise, uh, if they were to lose... You know, Alex Pass, I think, I think, yeah, I think he may have played his last game, uh, you know, at least for the next few months. Uh, Cyrus Demi as well. I, I don't know how um, Warren Moon could ignore that performance, you know, tonight. An opportunity, at least off the bench, you know, integrate into the senior team. But they've got players coming through. But I think um, defensively, I think the Raw, if, if they keep that, that defence together, I think that's where um, they will continue to push for that top four spot. It all, again, it all comes down to their performances against the top four sides, like a Peninsula Power, yeah, Olympic. Um, we've seen them draw with Lions already, um, and unfortunately lost to Gold Coast Knights. They're the results that are going to matter as far as pushing for the top four. But certainly, if they're going to do this to the field, then yeah, it, like I said, it, they are you know a real red hot go at bit playing finals football. Well, we know there were certainly a couple of raw officials at the ground at down there at Capella, like having a look around, so it was great to see them there. Maybe there are some players in line for Cop. We'll have to wait and see. We've got to talk about Capella Bar as well, because despite the score line, there were a couple of really good performances out there from the home side side, particularly all the visitors, actually, because it was technically a raw home game. But Matt Carr in particular was really, really solid in goal, and despite conceding six, he made three or four really impressive saves. Uh, if Matt Carr was in goals tonight for Capella uh, Bar, I'd look. I'd be scared to know what that uh, final goal goal score line. He made probably four excellent saves, um, especially one that denied Cyrus Demi. You know, from almost point blank, uh, just reaction save. But um, yeah, no, he was very very good in a well beaten side. And look, I think most of those goals, you know. Yeah, there's not much you can do about it. So it's very weird to actually, you know, credit a keeper with a great game, considering that the side considered six. But this is one of these games where I think if you look beyond the scoreline, you actually see that, you know, Matt Carr probably could hold his head up higher. And look, he'd be disappointed either way, I'd say. But look, yeah, I thought he had a great game. Absolutely. And there was a bit of an injury as well there for Tristan Hugo at the end as well, which didn't look good. Hopefully he's not too, hopefully he's not out for too long. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, he's, he's the captain this year of uh, for Capalabar, and that would be a huge loss to lose him um, for any great amount of time. You know, especially Capalabar. Look, these are games that probably they would be sort of you know half hoping you know to get something out of and whatnot. But you know, there are games down the road that they're going to need their best players for, and you know, Tristan definitely is. So you know, we wish him well. Hopefully, he gets back on the pitch very soon for Capalabar's sake. Absolutely, we certainly wish him all the best. And we'll go through the other results quickly in the NPL for round six in the men's competition. Friday night, Redlands United picked up their first win of the season, 3-2 over the Brisbane Strikers. Gold Coast Knights with a win away from home to Logan, the Lightning by two goals to one. Lions with a 4-0 win away to Gold Coast United. The Eastern Suburbs and Moreton Bay was originally moved from Walter Park to Heath Park because of a lighting issue up there. Adam, please 
get those lights fixed at Walter Park. It's not the first time it's been an issue, but it was moved <laughs> I'll to talk, Heath Park. I'll talk to chamber, the council chamber in the morning. You better. Now, it was moved to Heath Park, but it was also washed out there, so that game will have to be replayed at a later date. Peninsula Power 6, Magpies Crusaders nil, and in the other game tonight, Adam, Olympic FC nil, Sunshine Coast nil. What would What's your big picture takeaway from that set of results there? Yeah, actually, look, the game you just mentioned, Olympic v Sunshine Coast. Um, the, I think definitely tail, two different tales there. Um, for Sunshine Coast, Wanderers, uh, that, that is a valuable point that is worth its weight in gold, going to Goodwin Park and um, collecting a point. Um, we didn't see the game, so obviously we were covering Brisbane Raw and uh, Kapalabar, but from all reports, you know, they were very, very brave in defence. Um, Olympic were very unlucky, to be, to be said. But at the end of the day, they're, they're the points. That's two drop points for Olympic um, that may um, make the task of, you know, collecting, you know, the premiership, you know, a, that little bit more harder. And I think, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's three three without a win for um, Olympic now. Yeah, it seems like it's just something not quite right in the front third. Maybe it's the way teams are playing against them, have to adjust things. Like for me, I'm going to go right back to Friday night. It was... A game which was a game which at the start of the year we knew was going to be really important. A relegation battle, if you like, between Redlands and the Strikers. And I think it just confirmed what we all knew and feared with the Strikers, that it's just not there for them at the moment. And it's a shame that it's heading in this direction for them. But that result in particular is a really, really tough one for them. And it's going to be hard to see how they can conduct like, rebound from that because it's a difficult result. Yeah, look, I'm sure. Like I so said, we haven't seen much of strikers this year. We have we haven't covered them yet for on Brisbane Football Review. But uh, yeah, we'll it looks there. like yeah, oh, we will. And um, look, it, it, the young team obviously it's going to take some time for them to put it together. Look, I'm sure that there's some to admirable performances, but at the end of the day, this is results driven. And if strikers don't, as a team and results wise, don't get their act together, yeah, they may be they may be staring down the barrel of FQPL next season. Absolutely. We're talking about the table. Peninsula Power, they still lead the way at top table. Like five wins out of five on 15 points. Gold Coast Knights are also on 15 points, but they've got a lesser goal difference and Power have a game in hand. Raw Academy remain third. Lions are up into fourth with their win, along with teams below there, up just above them, dropping points. Olympic dropped down to fifth. Morton Bay inactive this weekend, dropped down to sixth. And then you know, the bottom three is actually now Redlands, Magpies, Crusaders and Strikers. So it's very tight there in that midfield pack though, Adam. It is, um, yeah. And look, I think that those games um, in in the sort of mid table, well, not they're going to be very important because I think that's also going to shape the um, the relegation battle. I think at the moment um, there's, there's a clear top six, and we, we said that we've said that from the outset. That I think the top six already are you know climbing up. I, I just, out, aren't they? Yeah, I just cannot see at the moment. I think other than Gold Coast United, who need to really get their act together quick because they um, uh, that's a no, it's not a great result. Four uh, 0 They've got the to Lions, you know, nonetheless. But uh, they're probably the only other team I see outside that current top six that could push. But even their results at the moment have just been, you know, just then non-existent. And I think, you know, Gray Pittick needs to do something very, very quickly. I think the opportunity will, you know, to, you know, I guess, you know, get that confidence boost comes in a couple of weeks' time with the, with the derby. But um, other than that, yeah, outside Gold Coast United, I just cannot see another team. You know, breaking up that top six. Where that top six finished, that's a completely different story. Yeah, I tend to agree. With, I think that top six is pretty well defined. The order, probably not at this point, but I think it's pretty clear that though they are the top six at the moment, we'll have to wait and see in future, which is still very early in the season. We'll move on to the NPL women's, and 
We'll start with the midweek game, which we did talk, we did watch on the stream, Adam. It was QAS playing at home to Brisbane City at Spencer Park in a round 11 game move forward. And it was a 2-1 win for Brisbane City. And City flew out of the blocks in this game with a couple of goals in the first five minutes. And they just really just controlled the game from there. Yeah, um, and we'll talk about City sort of, you know, the second game they play in the week, but it which is pretty much it's pretty much the same uh template as far as the way they play. Like they, they you know struck early and they, they just controlled the game, really didn't give much for the QAS girls to sort of do. They they finally they, they did persevere and I think the one takeaway I've got from the QAS team is that you know they're a team that's committed to playing a certain style, which is you know, playing at the back, which is what Really did them undone in the first five minutes uh, with two sort of, you know, very, very, you know, ordinary mistakes at the back. But they were determined to play it's, it's the same style and eventually paid off from whether where they were able to get in behind um, the city defence. And uh, actually, a very nice strike from Tamar Levin uh, to make it 2 1, so give them some hope. But I think City were really in sort of in control for most of that contest, if I'm being fair. Yeah, you're right. The bravery to continue playing out the back. For- from the back in that situation when you have, haven't have maybe made the best start. I think that actually does show that not only is there some, is this team believe in the style, there's also a fair degree of quality there. And we've seen in the past, QAS teams, they can be underrated and they've won the competition before with the young. So I'm not saying this side's going to do that, but yeah, I think there's a lot of talent in that side. You're right. Well, it definitely looks like this is the first first year of a two-year cycle. There are plenty of you know, turnover from from last last season and look the majority of those players that were in the QAS um, program last season that you know that was in that are actually you know many of them are playing in MPL you know for other other teams this year so I think this is the, the first of a two year project so then I, I don't know where they get to sit when it comes down to it as far as this season go but if they keep that side together for next season you know this is a side that could potentially you know be I'm not going to say they're going to win it um, I think that obviously that you know, the likes of Lions and you know, Gold Coast United are two or three levels above. But look, is it certainly going to be worth their weight? And they'll win probably more than they will lose. Absolutely. We'll move on to the weekend results now. And the game, we, we were at um, Spencer Park last night, CTM Stadium for the doubleheader. And we'll talk about that game first, Adam. It was it was an interesting game, wasn't it? Because it was, well, it was 4-1 for the Brisbane City over the gap. And the gap did take the lead. Christina Ramajui gave them the lead early in the match. And... Brisbane City had to show a lot of resilience and character to get back into that game. They ended up winning it quite well. Yeah, um, it's what I think 4-1 probably flatters Brisbane City if it's all said and done. Um, Darcy Wilson picking up a hat-trick at the end. Um, But especially the first 45 minutes, I think it was a very, very well-contested, tight game between the gap and um, and Brisbane City. And the, you certainly can see the quality in both sides, but it was just one opportunity, you know, that the, the goal at the start of the second half, I think it was one of those games where the first goal coming out of the break was always going to be decisive, and City got that within two minutes. And then from there, it just it just a snowball to the point where, you know, it just uh, blew out. Um, like I said, the, the fourth goal came uh, from Layla Proctor from a free kick, which, you know, was a very, very well-taken, you know, set piece. Uh, but, yeah, look, I think, um, yeah, the, the score one probably suggests that um, that it was a fairly comfortable win for City, but I think the gap, you can take a lot out of that. And, again, they're another side that have got, you know, 
again, I'll just mention about QAS. That there's a, there's four players in that squad that have come straight out of the QAS program from last year. So it is a very, very young side. There's a bit of experience in Christine Amadjui and uh, Sophie Person that you know, probably keeps them serving, you know, definitely, you know, the leadership in that side. But um, the gap definitely, they're a young side. And it's one, I think it's going to take a little bit more time. But they've got a great coach in Mick Gallo. We'll hear from Mick Gallo in a moment. But let's not talk about his side because I think you're right. The, that five-minute stretch right before halftime kind of changed the game a lot, didn't it? Obviously, they got the equaliser, Brisbane City, well-taken goal. And then there was the injury to Latesha Foster. We shared to go off the field. Oh, yes. and we wish her all the best with that. But that kind of just broke up the momentum of the gap, didn't it? Because it looked like they were going along quite well to that point. Yeah, and I think, um, yeah, that, that uh, the more I think about it, the Latesha Foster injury, which you know, pretty much brought the game to a screeching halt, um, you know, at the end of the first half, you know, it was a very, very innocuous thing. Uh, so we were told that, you know, she you know, was struggling to breathe, which you know, it's, it's, it really looked, you know, the ones where they just go down without any contact, they're the ones you worry about the most. If you're watching as much football as we do, tells us. Um, and I think that may have had an effect because she, she, like I said, she's a very, very important linchpin in that midfield. Um, and, and yeah, I think that's what sort of changed the game. It, you, know, you can't blame the girls. You know, that, you know, the teammate, you know, had a, a serious sort of, you know, medical concern and that, that may have played in the mind as well. Um, so again, I think the result doesn't tell the full story, but um but yeah, but we don't we can't take anything away from City. I thought they were, they were very, very good. They're now very, very clinical, which is the most important thing. They were very clinical, you're right. There's plenty to look forward to for both of those. So after the game, you caught up with both the Brisbane City coach Ski Hannafin and the Gap coach Mick Gallagher. So let's see what they both had to say after the result last night with Brisbane City running out four one winners over the gap. Joined by the winning coach here, seeing Ski Hannafin. Ski, how how things um obviously um with the win tonight, it's uh, still unbeaten. Yeah, I mean, uh, coming into tonight, it was, you know, 4-0 and, you know, we go 5-0 and now, but, um, you know, just try and take it one match at a time, new group, but, you know, yeah, if you had to come to me in November and said you'd be, you know, 5 from 5, I definitely wouldn't be complaining, so, yeah, extremely happy for the girls. Obviously, uh, Darcy Wilson up top um, getting a hat-trick tonight, obviously, uh, she's banging the goals, uh, obviously, impressed with her work so far? Yeah, definitely, I mean, um when we signed her, I knew she was good, but like I said, it's only last week. I mean, you know, she just keeps growing, you know, week by week. And uh, the girls in behind her are doing a top, top job as well, you know, to, to feed her. And, um, and yeah, it's going really well with her at nine at the moment. So, With the uh, clean sheet as well, that I'm not clean sheet, but obviously um, fighting back from 1-0 down, obviously that shows the character of the team uh, going forward. Yeah, I mean, definitely, uh, you know... We, Challenged ourselves at halftime to, you know, we knew that if we if we stuck in the game, I, I told the girls there'd be plenty of plenty of goals in the game, and um, you know we just we, we went our best in the first half, that was for sure. But you know, halftime was a blessing for us and come out in the second half, and I think that's you know probably nearly the best that we played all year. So, and uh, f- final question, obviously looking forward. Um, obviously, there's um, the Kappa Super Cup as well as the league. Um, obviously, both are very important to this club at the moment. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, we got knocked out of the Cabo Super Cup. Oh, oh sorry. South, so, oh, that's right. Sorry. Yeah, no, maybe you're still in a safari yeah. and just concentrating on the league. But, um, you know, we got Capalabar on Tuesday and, and then we have a, a well-deserved rest. So, obviously, our aim will be to go, you know, six from six on uh, on Tuesday. And if we can do that, then it'll be, you know, obviously outstanding. So, yeah. My apologies for not checking the results, but obviously best of luck for the league for the rest of the season. That's right. No worries. Thanks very much. I'm joined by the gap coach, uh, Mick Gallo. Mick, um, obviously not the best result tonight, but obviously there were a lot of positive signs in, in a tight game for most of the way. Oh, definitely. Look, credit to um, Brisbane City. They wanted the game more than us, and it showed on the pitch. So, 
Uh, look, the first half was fantastic from the girls. I can't, I can't fault them whatsoever. Um, we made a mistake. It's going to happen with, with young teams when we're trying to play football. And we made a mistake, allowed the, the opposition in and, and made an interesting game. And look, end of the day, we didn't finish our chances. And um, that was a result. And Brisbane City wanted a little bit more than us um, tonight. Christina, Julie's goal um, after 15 minutes obviously um, set the tone. Um, was it a case of um, not sort of you know, pressing home the advantage uh, after that early goal? Or? Oh, look, it was, it was a tussle early on. And, I mean, we always knew that first goal and, and we, set, we set ourselves up a certain way to play. And um, the girls ticked off everything that we asked for pre-match in, in what they did. And we got that goal. Um, and, look, it's... We're under no illusions. We're a very young squad. And it's, this is all part of building our profile as footballers and... and um, these players um, developing together and, and learning how to play. And look, when you're 1-0 up um, in a season like it is, you need to be a little bit smarter with, with the way you do things. I mean, we don't take our foot off the pedal, but maybe we could have put our foot down a little bit more in that moment. Um, look, Brisbane City played a little bit more defensive than, than what they have in the last couple of games, which um, we still got in behind, but we, we really need to finish those chances. We, we had a good two, three really good chances we could have put away in that, in that first half. Um, obviously, uh, Latasha uh, Foster went down. Um, looked like a pretty sort of serious injury. How, how is she? I've heard that she she is good. She's in good spirits. That's the most important thing. And I mean, um, she's gone to hospital just for some observations, just to make sure she's okay. But um, fingers crossed. She's a she's a phenomenal player that will have her um, as long as her health is hundred percent. That's the most important thing. And finally, obviously, now back-to-back defeats. Um, obviously, you look ahead uh, to the next game. Yep. Obviously, the, the belief in the side would be that they can bounce back you know, sooner rather than later. Oh, definitely. Look, we know our game is good enough to match it with any team. And when you're playing such a high-possession, quick, quick sort of type of game, it, it, there is a lot of pressure. And if, if a few of our players are off... And, and look, our te- technical passing was off today, so... We're going to work hard on the training track. We're going to go through and we're going to analyse the video, not based on anyone else's performance, but based on our principles of play and what we believe in as a club. And look, I've got, I've got no doubt whatsoever, these girls are amazing. They're going to work hard on the training track and they're going to put in a, a performance that's 100 times better than tonight. Yep. Um, commiserations with the last night and uh, good luck for us this season. Thanks very much. So it was both coaches after the game last night talking to yourself there, Adam, and they were... Both reasonably happy, weren't they? Obviously, Ski was happier with the result, but there were a lot of positives for Mick Gallo out of that, and you heard a few of them there. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's the side that he believes in. Um, obviously, they're, they're working to a longer plan. Um, and, and yeah, like I said, it's again, it's like it's always about um, the result. I think it's a performance as well. And this is it's a long season um, as far as. You know, it's, it's positioning for that top eight. And I think as long as the gap get into that top eight, which, look, I think they will, uh, That I think then that's when, you know, the business end of the season sort of comes in um, as far, far as then, you know, you start looking at results over performance. But I think they're travelling right now. Again, that result may have flattered, you know, City more than, you know, sort of shows, you know, the gulf between those two sides. Yeah, well, City maintained their 100% form to start the, the season. And, as we go through the other results from round five now, out of three other teams also remain unbeaten to start the season. South United, they maintain their record three wins out of three, beating beating Olympic and being bummed by three goals. One Lions are unbeaten. They're four nil winners over Capella, and they maintain their spot at the top of the table. And Gold Coast United, eight nil winners away to Peninsula Power, also keep their unbeaten record alive. Elsewhere, East with their first win of the season, three one over QAS. Logan Lightning, three nil winners over Southwest Queensland Thunder, and. Sunshine Coast Wanderers 5-3 over Morton Bay. So 
lot of high scoring games there. Yeah, and I think we're going to, we're going to sort of see a lot of that in uh, the NPL women, obviously as well. That there, I think there are certain sides that we know are very, very classy. Might you know, might even sort of you know challenge a few W League teams at, at their at their best. So, um, yeah, look, I think we might see some lopsided results uh, in part. Um, look, Sunshine Coast uh, Wanderers five three over Morton Bay. Um, a big rebound for for the Wanderers girls. Um, there and Morton Bay, um, yeah, they 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 had a, they had a couple of injury, injury concerns there. Most notably, they're missing Lani Fry, which looks like that's going to be unfortunately a long term injury. Um, yeah, so I, I think you know if she's playing, maybe they win six five. I don't know, but that seems the style of Morton Bay goes. But that's uh, that's probably one against the grain for them that um, that they probably would probably want back as far as result go. They probably would have gone in expecting to win. So. But uh, other than that, yeah, look, uh, potential power, 8-0 you know, defeat to Gold Coast United. I think, unfortunately, it's going to be a long season for those, for those ladies. It might be that way. And I think you're right about Laney Fryer. Certainly, certainly the type of player who doesn't mind putting a couple of goals in the back of the next week. Morton Bay will certainly miss her for however long she's unavailable for them. But it seems like it's normal service resumed, isn't it? Brisbane City look like they've joined that mix, but you've got Lions, Gold Coast, and South up there at the top once again. So... The table looks like it's beginning to form a bit of the shape of what you would expect to see of it. But again, that battle for the top that top eight spots when the league splits, that's going to be really, really tight between... We've talked about in the season, probably about six or seven teams are going to be fighting for those those last one or two spots. Yeah, it looks like it looks like Lions, Gold Coast, United um, and yeah, and Brisbane Sea, I think they, they're already showing signs that they're... You know, they're, they're pretty much locked in. You can, we probably would not see them drop, you know, too many more games a season based on their form so far. South have been a surprise packet. Um, I know we'll talk about about our preview saying that you know we tipped them a lot lower, but uh, we didn't know that uh, Ricatano had signed from them from Gold Coast, you know, who's an exceptional player, um, and she she'd make all the difference. So South at the moment, they're they're. Um, their unbeaten start to the season is probably no yeah. surprise when you add her to the mix. Uh, other than that, you know, East, East, you know, QAS are in there. Uh, uh, then on top of that, Morton Bay. Yeah, and then like I said, there are couples. I think Capalba might be a little bit of a worry at the moment, but um, they're there. They play so... fewer games than every one of those, so they've got plenty of games in hand. But you're right, they're down there in 13th place, and that's a lot lower than we expected of them. But it's only yeah. three games from them. Yeah, and uh, probably the, probably the other uh, one as well is that probably East. I think now they'll start making their run. Um, they 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 had a you know a wickedly tough draw to start the season, so that's that's a good win over QIS, and they'll probably start getting the ball rolling for them. So you're right. I think there's going to be probably you know, for about four spots. I think there's going to be about six or seven teams you know going for that top top eight. Unfortunately, there are probably a few other teams uh, that probably look destined to be playing. You know, in FQPL when the split goes, I think Peninsula Power and Thunder, I think, yeah, are probably a bit behind the eight ball at the moment. And um, look, Virginia, uh, after beating Capalabar, you know, last week, they they sort of they dropped points to Mitchelton. So they're, I think they're going to be a week-by-week proposition. But look, it's, it's going to be some interesting games, especially coming up now, especially now that we're getting started, starting to get into sort of weekly action, especially the games come thick and fast. Absolutely. See, there's a couple of teams at the top who look like they're going to fight for the silverware, a couple of teams at the bottom who might need to have a bit of work to, and then there's about eight to ten teams in the middle who are fighting for those spots. That's pretty much where it is at the moment. Moving on to FQPL1, Adam, and 
we'll start off with the game we did see last night. Brisbane City 6-0 winners over Ipswich Knights. And it's a surprise and not a surprise in a way, given that Brisbane City being so good to start the year. But Ipswich have also been pretty solid. And this was this was one-way traffic from the very beginning. Yeah, this, uh, this I think we put this as not their night sort of uh, territory for Ipswich. They're, they're better than that. Like, but look, this uh, this Bristol C team, um, they're, they're looking at signs that, you know, you know what sort of you know, we said in the preview, that they're, they're going to be the team to beat. And you know, a lot of the coaches as well across the FQPL, Joe uh, Pitchers, that you know, Brisbane City at the very top. And at the moment, they're proving it. Um, actually, Brisbane City is a club at the moment. You know, the, the, the men are, have a perfect record. The women have a perfect record. So winning culture at, you know, at a at corporate travel management stadium at the moment, so um, yeah, and it's so you can sort of tell the, the general vibe of the club is that's very very cheerful at the moment. But uh, as far as the men's FQPL side goes, uh, this is a very very clinical performance, uh, and they never really looked bothered uh, at any stage, really. Absolutely, well, it's a good point because I mean the result was very one sided. So we might talk about the club as a whole because I got the same impression that you did. Obviously, you always go there, you always know the pizza is going to be good, and it was good. Good last night again. So, so that's all. That's so my always, Instagram account says. Yeah, that's all. That's always a tick for them, but it just seems like there's a real, real change in that football club. On the field, the results look a lot better. The performances are a lot better. The, the, the actual field itself is in better condition than I've seen it for a very long time. The clubhouse looks great as well. So it seems like things are just really improving at that football club as a whole. Yeah. Look, and if if at the end of the day, you know, while no one wants to be relegated from the top league, especially the men. Um, look, it may have been a blessing in disguise. I think, you know, the fact is that, you know, it was the wake-up call that the club needed that, you know, that, like I said, I, I've always called them, you know, throughout last season that, that Brisbane City, no doubt, they're a flagship club in this, um, in in our in our local league, in, in the state league. They are a flagship club. And, you know, while in a way we don't want to, like I said, we want to see them back in, um, in the top flight, especially for the men, that's not a divine right either. And I think that's I think the great thing is that the reaction, you know, to come out win, winning culture again seems to be seems to be um, there and about, and it seems like a very cheerful place. I know we we're there. I think um, it was either end of the previous season or you know or the start of last season, just for lockdown. And it was seemed to be sort of, you know, really sort of um, a drab sort of, you know, really sort of, no, I'm not going to say depressed, but it's sort of, yeah, there wasn't that feeling of anticipation. But at the moment, um, yeah, they're, they're a club on the move as, as a whole club. Absolutely. It's great to see they are heading back in that direction once again. And they're certainly flying on the field as well at the moment. So after the game, we caught up with the, the new defender, Daniel Bowles. Let's hear what he had to say after the, after the 6-0 win there over Ipswich Knights. Right, we're done by Brisbane City defender Daniel Bowles. Daniel, 6-0 win tonight over Ipswich. That's a really good performance from, from the boys out there. Yeah, absolutely. The boys, um, you know, were clinical in front of goal and, you know, we didn't give give them too many chances um, defensively as well. So, you know, we, we've been working on taking our chances early and, um, you know, closing the game out, which we did really well tonight. Speaking of taking chances, nice header there in the second half from the corner. Get yourself in the score sheet. Yeah, yeah. I don't score too many goals, so it's... <laughs> So it's nice to finally get one. It's been a long time in between drinks. Yeah, I've seen you score a couple, though. Yeah, I've scored a couple, but um, I'd like to score more. It's funner yeah. than um, defending the whole time. How are you finding it back here now in the football Queensland competitions after, obviously, you finished up in the A-League last year? How are you finding it and just starting out this level? Yeah, you know, I've been really enjoying it. Um, yeah, Brisbane City has a has great facilities. It's, it's such a big club. 
so that, you know they make it make it easy to transition from the professional environment um, you know into the football Queensland so the league so I'm um, really enjoying it that we have such a um, you know great bunch of boys here and you know we're fighting for promotion so we you know, have to win every week and um, it's it's really really fun. You mentioned it's a great group of players. It's also a very new group of players. How's everyone gelling into getting the whole group together? It's been a lot of change since the end of last season. Yeah, I guess that's that's right. There was you know a lot a big turnover from last season at the club. So you know I guess it's you know we had a full preseason to to gel as a group, and you know we're still you know gelling as a group. And I think tonight was probably one of the first games you could really see that um you know that um, we would kind of know where we, each other was going to be, and you know it's. You know, I think it'll just progress even better um, throughout the season. You mentioned the prom- priority is promotion, but attention now turns to the FFA Cup. Is that a priority for the playing group this year, or is it all solely about getting the club back into the NPL where the club belongs? I guess, you know, winning's a habit, so um, it doesn't really matter what competition is. We want to we want to be winning every game, and I think it's also a good opportunity to, to come again, up against NPL teams, and you know, if we progress even further, A-League teams potentially, so... You know, um, we have a big, big enough squad to be able to handle both leagues, so we just want to win every game we play. We're winning playing games, right? Congratulations and good luck going forward. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming out. Yep. Very happy, happy captain and goal scorer, Daniel Bolzer. And we should talk about the goal quickly, Adam, because it was a great header from a from a corner as well to get the fourth goal, I believe, from memory, it was there for Brisbane City early in the second half. It was. And, um, yeah, like I said, as um, as Daniel admitted he, that he doesn't score too many goals. But, uh, yeah, look, it was a very well-taken taken goal. And, yeah, like I said, it's, it's good to see him performing as well. You know, obviously, life after professional football as well. Um, we had, had a good chat to him uh, after, after he stopped recording. And, uh, look, he seems very, very, uh, very, very happy at the moment. And, uh, like I said, look, Loving his football and loving life in general. So that's, that's great to see. It really is. You know, yeah, it's a, a, yeah. It certainly seems to be agreeing with him that the, um, he's stopping playing professional football. It certainly seems to be agreeing with him playing football at the NPL level. He seems to be certainly, or FQPL level at the moment, but he seems to be thoroughly enjoying it. And he's making a massive impact on that side, which is still a pretty young side, Adam. I mean, as we know they've brought in a fair few players for Brisbane City, but they've still got three or four really good young players from their own academy coming through into this side as well it's not it's not like a team they've just built bought gone out and bought to to win the league it's actually a team which has got some players that they've produced through their academy really beginning to come through and make an impact yeah it's, uh, i think i counted probably about i think five um you know city academy graduates that you know that we've seen playing in 18s and 20s over the last few years and Names that you we're now starting to see recognised, you know, playing first team football. And this is this is probably the stage that um, that you know that, that's probably what they wanted, you know, for Brisbane uh, City. The academy, their academy program is very very important to them. And like while they, they did get you know a player of the experience of you know Daniel Bowles, you know, to anchor that that defence. Um, we are still seeing, you know, the young players coming through. And you're right, the difference. It's not a case of oh, they're just buying, you know, every. If, every free agent known to man to try and, you know, bump, bump up and get back in that, you know, it is their youngsters that are playing, um, playing well. And especially as well. And some, also some clubs of stores that have been there for a number of years, you know, as well, like Sam Simtawara, you know, especially, yeah, you know, he, he popped up with a, with a goal, um, last night as well. Absolutely. Great goal right at the end of the game as well, actually, mm. wasn't it? So it was a good night for Brisbane City in the end, actually, because they extended their lead at the top of the table because Rochdale Rovers picked up a 4-3 win over the Thunder, and that was a result which 
we know they're the three sides who are likely to be fighting for the promotion spot if we're all at the end of the day. So that's a result which is going to have big ramifications as well. Yeah, no, Thunder have dropped points now, dropped maximum points to both Rochdale and, and City. So as far as, you know, promotion and premiership hopes go, that's, uh, they're going to need a couple of results. Um, they'll have to beat both Rochdale and uh, City in in the return legs as well and hope that, you know, results go their way uh, as well. As, as we saw last season, it was one critical result that probably cost them the premiership. So, yeah, they're, they're going to be up against it. They're going to be chasing. But, um, yeah, Rochdale looked to see... They look to be the team, other than C, that are going to be in that promotion fight. Uh, I, I see that Graham Fife scored the winning goal very, very late on for Rochdale, so that that keeps them sort of you know, in second. But uh, but yeah, uh, Thunder, Thunder definitely they they'll have up against them as far as Premiership ambitions go. As far as finals go, look, I think you're, you're right. I think that's the three teams that are going to be there. Ipswich, you know, they they were looking good. I think that result sort of humbled them on uh, last night. And uh, yeah, I think, you know, I think it's open after that, you know, Holland Park uh, dropped points to South United. And um, so, so yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be very interesting, especially for that fourth spot. It most certainly will be because elsewhere in the results for this weekend, round five, South United, three, two winners over Holland Park. Uh, Sunshine Coast Fire, five, one winners over Wynnum Wolves and Western Pride with a three, two win over Mitchelton. And then look at the table, now, Adam, obviously we know the top of the table, Brisbane City, top of the table on five wins out of five, Rochdale second, Thunder third, and just Knights are in fourth. But what do we think about Mitchelton now? The five games played for five defeats, and this was a side that a lot of people thought would be also in the finals and maybe an outside threat to push it, to challenge those top three. It hasn't worked out that way so far, at least. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one. Um there yeah, about how, what what's happened there. It's certainly not a side that I was expecting to be uh, 0-5, you know, after the first month of the season. It's uh, it's a mystery as well, because on paper they've got it they've got a very good side. Um yeah, I'm I'm not so sure what's sort of what's happened there. I think it's it, they've had sort of a disrupted sort of preparation um as far as you know games being played on the on the synthetic um surface there and uh whatnot. I don't know if that's effective but uh yeah, that that one that one's a complete mystery at the moment. I'd have to probably watch them a bit more, see, you know, why? Because um, even even that game that they lost, which we covered of theirs, this open the season um, where they lost five two to Ipswich, uh, they they did show signs that they're, they're of a good sign. We thought, okay, maybe it wasn't their night, but their results since then have been, you know, have been very strange. And yeah, absolutely. Just briefly, two wins out of two for Western Pride. Is this potentially a sign of the recovery beginning out there at Briggs Road? Oh, you got to think so. Um, like I said, yeah, Western Pride, they, they've had a very, very delayed start to the season. Um, yeah, so, look, I think I think it's, yeah, they, they may be the ones that, you know, could eventually, um, you know, sort of, you know, get into fourth spot. Like I said, you can't take away the fact that they are, you know, undefeated so far this season. So, so yeah, but uh, we'll see once they get to the catch-up as far as the game's played, see where they're at, and especially once they run into the likes of a Brisbane City or a Rochdale. That'll be the level, see where they're really at. It's a nice start for now, but they've got plenty of tests ahead. Westbrook quickly in FQPL 2. Grange Thistle 1, Sanford 1, Turinga 2, North Star 1. Magic United 1, the Gold Coast W, 4 goals to 1 over Coomer, and Caboolture 6-2 over Virginia. And it's just, it's the same again, isn't it? Caboolture and Turinga look like they're the class of this league and it'll be interesting to see 
who ends up getting themselves into FQPL one next year. Yeah, that, this is, this, they, they look like two teams I think can be promoted. Um, it's sort of becoming, you know, more and more apparent every, every like I said, it's only four rounds, so we normally don't take stock in that. But uh, look, Kabulcha and Taringa, when I haven't looked far, far ahead enough to see where they play, when where they play each other, but that's going to be um, a very, very interesting sort of, you know, head-to-head battle. I think uh, with... Uh, with uh, FQPL two, they do play each other three times, so um, it could be sort of we're going to find a bit more. But on on the base of the first month of the season, there, yeah, there, there's only there's only really two teams, you know, that are going to be fighting out for promotion. Absolutely, those two are certainly in a class that league at the moment. Now, before we wrap this up, Adam, we're going to go over to our performer of the week, and once again, when I've got an absolute lock in my mind of who's performer of the week, I'm pulling rank and going first. And we mentioned earlier it was the Cyrus Demi show out there at. Max Haynes Field, and he's my performer of the week. An unbelievable performance from from young Cyrus tonight. Yeah, look, I was, I was actually going to say the same. That you know, Go, I you think, can say it if you want. Yeah, no, no, look, I, I agree. Before you. Yeah, no, no, I absolutely agree. I think uh, that that was a um, an excellent performance uh, from him. Uh, we actually said it before the game that you know we thought we hoped that he did have a big game, um, especially as well uh, with also of the. Let, let's call them, you know, slight dramas at the moment at the at Brisbane Roar at the W League level. A few, it's not W League, A League squad as far as a couple of missing strikers and whatnot. Um, and we thought maybe he could step up and sort of really sort of. We never thought he'd get a hat trick. So he's really put his name up in lights, um, especially when that that second goal, you know, hits hits social media when uh, Football Queensland um, actually get that out. You know, I suggest they do very, very early tomorrow morning. Um, that yeah, they these can see. You know, he was probably the form of the week. If I had to give an honourable mention, Darcy Wilson for uh, Brisbane City as well. She grabbed a hat trick uh, last night. I thought that was a very, and she's ha- she's having a great season. Um, one of the few survivors from um, Morton Bay women's disaster last season, and she seems to have gone another level under Ski Hannafin. Let's see, found found a new lease of life at a new club. We might talk more about those A League raw issues on another another show on Wednesday. But uh, Wednesday we don't have, we don't we don't have time for that at the moment. We've got to wrap this up, Adam. Thanks for joining me once again. Yep, thanks, Scott. All right, so next week, and obviously there's no MPL men's men's FQPL one or FQPL two due to a full weekend of FFA Cup qualifying. There is, however, plenty of catch up games during the week in the cup and also the league, along with a full round of MPL women next weekend. So there's still plenty of local football to get out and enjoy. So do that and we'll talk to you all again next weekend after the after the weekend of football.